and welcome to Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name's Zach, and this week I have my co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you today? Uh, ready as I'm ever going to be. I like yeah, it. that's it's kind of one of those days, I think. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but but um, Steve, unfortunately, is not with us today. Um, yeah, I, I think he's uh, out uh, cleaning up some of the diplomatic mess from your uh, abduction earlier. So Yeah, that was a little bit messy, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see if he's back next week to yeah. uh, to join us again. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this week Mark and I are going to talk about a couple different things. Uh, but first things first, like we always do, we want to start off with our segment, Wish of the Week. Which of the week we talk about anything we are excited for, from movies to RPGs to video games. Uh, it seems like neither Mark and I have a, a good enough wish of the week to share with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe we are just going to be talking about um, you know recent updates for for Seventh uh, C and uh, and the um, the recently finished backed et cetera et cetera coming uh, soon Katai coming yeah. coming soon yeah definitely yes. but um. um but yeah, yeah first things first on on the docket for um for seventh second edition here. Uh Mark, take it away. Uh well they you know, they uh just sent out their update schedule um for for both of these projects. They got their uh um September update. And it looks like uh the first thing to uh, be looking forward to is the cities of faith. Um both Vatican City and Iskandar. Um, should be coming out sometime this month. Oh yeah, um, they, they they ordered that very strangely. They well, yeah, they did. Um, well, I, I you know a lot of it's probably just depending on uh, how things come together too. Exactly, or, or um, if one group you know finishes one thing before the other. Sure, definitely. Um, um but, but yeah, well, it looks like both, uh, both City of Faith, two of the City of Faiths. Yes. Um, the other one is Cities of Faith Quagmantagni. Um, Vettacene City, of course, is in uh, Castile, and they sent out a uh, preview of that a while ago, which mm-hmm. uh, looks really neat. Uh, Iskandar, I'm guessing that's Crescent Empire? I would assume so. Um, I, I'm not positive about that. And uh, Quagmanting, I'm guessing... Uh, is part of the part of the new world? Just I would, I would, I would think because it starts with letter Q. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because it starts with Q. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're also uh, expecting to put out some uh, maps. I think, in the, which I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't like maps. Maps oh. are nice. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the uh, the first things coming soon. The other, the one that I think I'm looking forward to the most is the Secret Society. Secret Society's book. book, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, that's that's due out in uh, um, in October. October. So that's uh, hopefully we can start getting some sneak peeks of that. Uh, yes, yeah, later in the month. Um, uh, do do we know what they're going to do with it? Are they going to expand on you know the current ones, or are they going to add more? Or are they going to do both? Like. I'm, I, well, so obviously they're going to expand on what they have. I think exactly. uh, that's obviously a, a mm-hmm. prerequisite. Just kind of like what they did with the Nations of Thea books. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, you know, if you look at the uh, the Secret Society books from the first edition, they had a lot of information. They had a lot of uh, um, NPCs and, and how things worked and... Um, you know, a lot of the inner workings of the organization and operational mm-hmm. procedural things and contacts and, you know, lays out layouts for uh, all the different areas. Um, 
and in second edition, you got pretty much a page or two in the core book. Um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a, a paragraph or two in, in each of the various nations, but, uh, secret societies have remained pretty secretive so far, <laughs> especially to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and there's uh, definitely more that, that can be expanded from it. Right. Definitely. Right. And you know, if you've listened to our, uh, our last actual play, you know, I really kind of started, we've, you know, we've kind of started using some and a lot of that is being, you know, kind of assumed mm-hmm. or, or, you know, I took a lot of it from first edition because right. that's what I had to work with. There's um, a lot more information about the secret societies in first edition than there is in second. Exactly. So, Absolutely. uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and, uh, seeing what they, what they, uh, go with it. And, you know, wouldn't surprise me if they added some secret societies or expanded. Right. Um, a lot of the things, I mean, they, they did add a lot in the, some of the mm-hmm. nation's books. Um, you know, a lot of those. Yeah. The, kind of the specific, you know, country ones. Definitely. Right. They, right. they added a little bit, but definitely not enough to give us a, you know, a real look into the specific things. No. But the other thing that they, they might do is kind of, and even those kind of hinted at kind of, Subchapters of uh, existing societies, which I think could uh, mm-hmm. could be really interesting and, and a great way to expand things. Um, yeah, because the each of the secret societies does really well of covering a specific approach <laughs> to how they how they help people. And absolutely, uh, you know, they so they kind of have the the foundation down in terms mm-hmm. of what kind of hero you want to be. Right, but no, definitely. Like, if you can determine what kind of hero you want to be, and then definitely customize what um what secret society that you can choose that would best yeah. fit that person. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's almost you know there's certainly one that is going to fit it to some you know pretty closely. Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, seeing like some subdivisions of that uh mm-hmm. would be a great way of expanding um the organization and the world and the feel. No, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of on the horizon for, uh, for, for second edition there. Yeah. Just the, the core seventh C let's, let's well, hop over to, uh, well, we, we also have, oh. uh, coming next year, the colonies. That's right. Which, which, is, which everybody's kind of excited for. Yeah. Yeah. I and, and I think it's interesting that that's being put off. Um, cause I kind of feel like, chronologically it's the latest. So I, I'm kind of curious that yeah. if that's part of their rationale and, and putting that off. Maybe just kind of as the world is being more or less explored, discovered stuff like that. Well, um, if, if you introduce the, uh, you know, some, some hints of revolution, um, right. You know, that, that, you know, that's where the drama is. That's where the action is. So, you know, you've got to kind of at least hint at that a little bit. Which is, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you get specific history, you know, Earth history anyway, mm-hmm. that comes later than when most of Seven uh, C is set. But uh, you know, and Thea, mash it all together. Who cares? Mash it just yeah, mash yeah. it all together. That's but fine. <laughs> but it does kind of make sense to introduce that later. Um, and then the last one is the Gossamer Empire. Right, Any which what, I know nothing about. I don't either. I, I mean, I've, I've been trying to figure out what what is that. What what hasn't been covered? Man, because yeah, that's strange. I mean, it, it sounds kind of Easternish, um, right? But most of that's being covered by Katai. Um, mm-hmm. kind of uh, um. Crescent Empire-ish, but that's been covered. Right, right. I, I would, the, my next guess would be something, I don't know. Maybe. It, it doesn't really sound Antarctica-ish. So. No, <laughs> I don't think anything sounds Antarctica-ish. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, <laughs> um, my, but, only, my only other guess would be something African. But that's been covered with uh, Ifri. So yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. It's I good. don't know, man. 
I'm looking forward to that and just to see what it is. And there's just no information. They they just say it's in layout. They don't even just have any you know, we're not we're not getting anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, man. that's really interesting. Yeah, it's strange. Definitely strange. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that Secret Society's book. Yeah. Um and I think the Cities of Faith books will be really helpful. Um, you know, kind of with us specifically because we're we're kind of doing that whole inquisition thing true um true. you know a big part of our our story writing and and our our progression has been you know kind of towards that the um the the inquisition and that Vatican city book will be helpful hmm. for most of us i believe are are you hinting that we may be going back to uh, Vatican city I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not at liberty to disclose that information. Can neither confirm nor deny rumors of uh, exactly. such operations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have absolutely no other comments. So let's jump over to Katai. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but it looks like the closest thing, um, you know, the closest release we're, we're probably going to get, unless it gets changed a little bit, uh, is a PDF for the core rulebook in November. Yes. Well, um, obviously, you got to start with the core rulebook. That's... Well, of course. No, definitely. Um, definitely. But yeah, that's... Uh, looking um, at the book book uh, delivery in uh, early in January, 2019. January, February. Yeah. Early, but, early first of the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is kind of exciting. And mm-hmm. kind of when that book releases we're hoping to get the first you know expansion book first content book uh fuso mm-hmm. in uh, the pdf in january as well yes so that's going to be very it's kind of going to be nice just because when when we get the physical books for katai mm-hmm. we'll also get a little bit more extra content with that right you know, in the form of, of fuso true so that's going to be interesting. And then, of course, um, you know, the book delivery for that is going to be in February, hopefully. Um, they're kind of going month to month, which is really unexpected. Well, I think it's early. I think, you know, that, oh, definitely. that may be the optimistic. You know, at this point, nothing has gotten in the way of that yet. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, right. It, it's also not as expansive as that's true. There's there's not as many <laughs> countries to <laughs> to juggle. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it didn't do as well in the the Kickstarter, so there weren't as many um, add-ons. That's true. So I think that uh, you know, and a lot of Seven uh, C is starting to kind of get out the door and get finalized. So right. they can start focusing their resources a lot more too. Mm-hmm. And is there is there more past that? Um that Gossamer Empire that they're they're going to work on? I or don't is that, believe so. Let me see. That might be it. Uh, they have some... Uh, let's see. Shensu source book has been unlocked. Uh, and, and an adventure. Where's their... Stretch goals. That's what I'm looking for here. Um, basic rules. Agnavarsa, a mm-hmm. source book. Um, Shensu, Shensau. Um, Shensau, probably. Yeah. yeah uh, Shenshou. source book. The Han source book was not, uh, they didn't make it to the Han source book. Right. So, um, you know, it'll, we'll kind of have to see if, uh, they continue and go with it anyway because you know they're going to make their money. That's right. But uh, yeah, um, um, actually, kind of backpedaling, backpedaling a little bit, um, going back over to second edition proper. Mm. Um, the the whole did you see the whole field reports thing at the bottom of that that page there, bottom of that oh, schedule? Yes, which uh, could be interesting. I forgot what that was. Let me let me get back there. Hang it's on. pretty much like field reports from agents of specific secret societies. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I think that one was specifically from Die Kreutzer. De Kreutzer, yeah. De Kreutzer. Um, 
Yeah. So it was a kind of a, a sneak peek of what the, what that's going to look like. Exactly. Which will be interesting. It can add another, you know, artistic level to things. Sure. Oh yeah. Which is great. That, you know, definitely that, that feeling of how, how things operate. It's the whole point. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, anything else on, on Katai on your end there? Uh, not on Katai, but, uh, and, uh, less enthusiastic notes. Looks like the, uh, war of the cross is, uh, Kickstarter closed down again. So that's, been... but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the plus side, if they're going to do it, we want them to do it right. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't yeah, know absolutely. exactly what's behind the the decisions, but uh, mm-hmm. there absolutely. is that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it is natural if you think about it, you know. Right. Just, you know, it happened before. True. It happened this time, you know. So, you know, hopefully we can, they they can get it, you know, nailed down a little bit more just so. I mean, it looked like it had some some promising, you know, backers, but once it got down to like the last week, week right. and a half or so, they, they cut the cord, but true. Do you remember what they were up to? No, I don't. I no, really, I, I didn't, I didn't catch close. it either. I didn't catch it either, but, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that comes from. Um, where that goes, mm-hmm. shall I say? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for war of the cross when it actually does come out because one of my favorite games is diplomacy. Yeah. The game diplomacy. And and it's, it's essentially, you know, it, it reminds me of a, you know, a seventh C style diplomacy game. True. True. But, um, but yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll see if that, if that comes out anytime soon. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, with, you know, here in the next couple months, you know, a couple more things for uh, for second edition proper mm-hmm. will come out, and then hopefully by by November we will get that uh, that core book for Katai, which yeah. is interesting to say the least. Um, we might have to do a like a mini series of that or something. True, true. Um, you know, just a, you know, a couple episodes here and there, just kind yeah. of expanding on on Katai a little bit more. Definitely, maybe like a, a parallel. Um, timeline kind of thing. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Would. Definitely. Um, one last thing that I finally remembered <laughs> for, for a wish of the week this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a, a, um, a local seventh C game going. Yes, that's right. Yeah. How's that going? It is. It's good. We've had, we've only had one session, which is you know <laughs> normal. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's a situation where nobody had played second edition seventh C before. Nice. Um, two of our players had played first edition extensively. Okay. Um, and so they already had, you know, prior knowledge to, you know, what the system's like, you know, the, the kind of, you know, the kind of aesthetic that, that seventh C carries. Right. But, um, but yeah, we got, you know, I kind of did a, an overall introduction on, you know, the, the system, how, you know, different scenes and such go. We did a little bit of character creation and I said, go take it and run. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. so, you know, they're, they're getting characters together and, and in backstories and stuff like that. And I, ha- I'm having them send me some stuff before, you know, before the next session. So, okay. of course I can do some writing because that's uh that's an important part for sure. For the very, very beginning of a story, you know, <laughs> having, having enough to, uh, to kind of keep everybody in and engaged. Right. Definitely. Very cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Um, introducing, you know, these local people here in, here in Oklahoma, some, uh, <laughs> some seventh C, which is exciting. Yes. If that's all for, for what we have on, uh, on this segment, I think that'll be it for this segment of wish of the week. looks like Steve's patching in from the station to join us for another segment of RPG Reflection. In RPG Reflection, we talk about our last actual play episodes, which uh, in this case were Mark's two episodes where we, uh, we 
ran around Ison some more <laughs> and uh and we had some some fun fun adventures um so real quick let's do a small recap um okay mm-hmm. uh you know, definitely definitely just going from point a to point b um you know ryan got out of of the Kreutzer there mm-hmm. and uh they had requested him to go and do uh do one more last little mission um you know before mm-hmm. they finally let go of of uh of ryan there yep they ended up heading up uh heading down towards the draconizen mountains um, wherein they they had encountered uh, a few bandits, some gargoyles. Well, first, and hang stuff. on. First of all, you stopped at the city, and uh, uh, Steve and or uh, Mateo and Nathaniel got uh, sidetracked by uh, true a Hexenjager yes. who uh, was supposedly uh, going to question them about uh, the magician that they ran to, into in uh, the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead, it turned out that uh, he also uh, had a mission for, um, uh, actually, for both of them. They both ended up uh, kind of splitting off. Nathaniel went off on his own little quest, and uh, Mateo got uh, another assignment that uh, we need to later. Roped in, yeah, to another (laughs) unrelated gig. Well, and uh, it's funny, because I feel like we got more information from him than he gave to us on that one. Uh, because we, he had a, a, a lead on the book, the origins of the book. So, but, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see. And, but, and he really, you know, the going there to question you was kind of his cover. That wasn't really, mm-hmm. um, you know, his main thing was to get you on this mission. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, and then at that yeah. point, since we both had reason to, uh, uh, Ryan and Mateo were both, were, uh, both heading off to this, uh, secluded mountain fortress. um, uh, we took off and were were shortly thereafter waylaid by thugs, and the thug ambush was cut short by a flock of gargoyles. So that became a general <laughs> melee. Yeah, um, I think I think it's considered a, a gaggle of gargoyles. A gaggle <laughs> of gargoyles. That could be it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know the the group term for for gargoyles, but it's I a, mean it's a snarl, a snarl of gargoyles. I don't snarl know. of ga- let's let's make it let's make it a thing. <laughs> but um. First T-shirts just going to say "Snarl of Gargoyles," <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we we managed to kind of fight our way out of there and 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 continue on to the fortress. Um, and uh, then we uh, at, at that point we you completed your sub quest. I think uh, Ryan posted his thing. We made our yeah. introductions to the uh, to the the first citizen and um, uh, kind of tried to collect some information about what's going on locally. There was a bit of a dispute between. Um, uh, Rosen, what's uh, here? Oh. Sorry, uh, uh, Rosmond Roth, the uh, the daughter of the Eisen Emperor, and um, uh, the the uh, mayor of a nearby local town. Uh, Actually, it was the nephew of uh, the mayor. Yeah, the nephew of the mayor. Yeah, who yes. wanted more Drakensense weapons and sent a uh, a group of of horrors, uh, patchwork hexenwork horrors. Uh, to to take them back, and we had to uh, fight them off, and um, yeah, keep uh, uh, keep everyone safe, uh, keep Rosman safe, and and uh, make sure the town didn't fall to the horrors of the night. <clears throat> you you forget the most important part of that. Oh, Steve. okay. Well, what is the most important part? Most important part is we had a cameo from a, a specific person. Ah, yes. The, the legendary vagabundo himself made an appearance. Uh, yeah. Mateo somehow missed the whole fight, but, uh, 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 vagabundo showed up on the walls, uh, briefly led an attachment against the horrors and then, um, uh, scaled the walls to, to fight off the, the, the mayor's nephew and, um, uh, return the citizens to safety. Absolutely. Ah, he's, and, uh, he is he is dashing and completely unlike Mateo. <laughs> yeah, com- completely. <laughs> I'll believe that. Um, but yeah, it was it was overall it was it was a really cool story. Definitely. Um, oh, good. Yeah, way to go. Let's, way to go, let's Mark. For, it, yeah. First impressions. Let's start, <laughs> let's start with Steve. I I loved it a lot. It was way more actiony than than a Mark game usually is. Yeah. We had a couple different co- combat, including a large scale like siege combat event, um, which was super great. And 
Uh, Mark, I think you deserve like way huge props for tying up <laughs> so many of our existing uh, storylines oh that gosh, we had, yes. like weaving that oh. together into some spider web of, of, of <laughs> continuity. Um, great job, man. So many of the things that we've been doing, like suddenly make sense uh, because now we've, we've got a little bit of uh, like <laughs> rational logic back into it. So good no, work. Exactly. And, and, good. and tying it to existing seventh C like characters and frameworks mm. was a great idea. So, I mean, like a lot of the local personalities, um, I feel like, yeah, we really got sort of a nice, we, we, not only do you tie everything up, but you, you grounded it nicely in existing seventh C lore. Well, yeah. And that was kind of something, you know, we talked about, I think on our last, uh, uh, wrap up was trying to use the world more. And so mm-hmm. I really did try to, to push that, to create the, uh, um, something that was grounded in what we, uh, what mm-hmm. we're actually talking about. No, exactly, and and you did a great job. Oh, good. Definitely picking picking up all the dirty laundry that Steve and I have pieced together. <laughs> That's what we, it felt like, right? These, yeah, these stories. <laughs> but definitely, yeah, you. I I loved it. It was awesome. Oh, it was it was good to see the um, the contrast of like these big battle things now um, from the the Crescent Empire book. Yeah, yeah, it was, that was um, fun to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like having having a hundred men on our side. Sorry, hundred and two men. <laughs> um, and um, against odds of 500 or more yeah you know, it, was, it was great to see this you know this dynamic that that these bigger battles give mm-hmm. um, yeah you know that we haven't experienced before and it was great it was awesome well you know you're in Eisen and you know it's a little Lord of the Rings-ish anyway so I thought you know what a great opportunity to have a Helm's Deep yeah type thing yeah um, so yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. We had monsters pouring on the walls and for as much stuff as we got done, you did a great job of, of the pacing too. Like oh, it mm-hmm. didn't feel like there was much downtime at all. It was always just sort of like, like moving, 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 which was great. I really liked it. You, you know, when I was in college, uh, somebody commented about my game mastering style and said, you, we can always tell we, we've played a, a Mark game because you're out of breath afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I finally, I finally feel like okay, we got actually between between our top secret game that we ran last time that I ran last time, and this, I feel like uh, both of those. I just kind of <laughs> breathed a big sigh when we were over, and like, all right, yeah, survived. yeah, exactly. But so, I was able to capture that feeling of that uh, that kind of adrenaline rush. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great, and and we've started you started to implement those things we talked about last time. And, and I, I I believe we will continue doing that, you know, consciously. (laughs) Like as far as, as far as structuring the, uh, structuring the story and, and, you know, getting everything on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, quick, short RPG reflection. (laughs) (laughs) No complaints, I guess. That's, that's good. No no No? complaints at all. Well, I like, I I finally got to do something Las Vagabundo-y. Like, dude, how great Mm -hmm. was that? Like I got to use my, you know, secret organization and actually save a town. And, and that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was great. It was, you know, it kind of brought everything together, you know, both, both, um, thematically and just kind of, in the moment, you know, everything was, was put together so well. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Definitely. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the, to, uh, the next one. Steve does. Yes. Yep. I'm going to try to, to, to keep that up. Maybe not drop it and maybe, uh, maybe tie it in a little bit better with, uh, with, with actual seven C characters and lore. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, the more and more time goes by, the more of these books come out, you know, mm-hmm. they, they start releasing the PDFs and the books and everything. And so, <laughs> And the more yeah. there is to work with. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's true. Yeah. And, and there's, there's still in even the, the base stuff, there's still stuff we haven't touched. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it's definitely, um, untapped material. Mm-hmm. I say, yes. yeah, but yeah. And I think if we don't have anything else, that'll be it for this segment of RPG reflection. On to some main topics now. Uh, looks like Mark and I have a couple things to uh, to talk about here. 
Mm-hmm. First things first, we're <laughs> we're gonna have another episode where we're gonna talk about Tales from the Loop. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that, but, um, it's not our fault. Really? (laughs) It's not, it's not, (laughs) but, um, Mark's old grumpy side came out again and (laughs) (laughs) no, no, no. The other, the other Mark, (laughs) um, but, but definitely it's, it's something somewhat aggravating, um, you know, to us, the, the consumers, I don't, I can't even imagine what um, what's, what Simon is, is feeling right now, (laughs) but, um, it looks like there is a video game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A a PC game that has essentially stolen the art style from tales from the loop, which is aggravating art style and a lot of the, uh, the thematic elements too. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, and it is, should we re- reveal the name so everybody can look? Um, oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's called generation zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Stalinhog is, is not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It's too bad. Steve isn't here. Cause I, he's probably heard of this and uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure he has. I'm surprised I hadn't heard of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because you sent me this a couple days ago, and I was like, "What is this? Yeah. Uh, this is not okay, definitely." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's pr- the article we have here is is pretty much saying that you know the the company the developer has released the the trailer for for Generation Zero, mm-hmm. um, and kind of I I think one way or another was shown to Mister Stalinhog. Yeah. Um, and he's not happy. No. Um, you know. Um, but yeah, they were saying that uh, um, it features a lot of the same things. I, I think they were saying it. Uh, um, uh, where's it here? It takes place uh, in that Nordic type of. Uh, um, it, it takes place in Sweden, it, it, the capital of Stockholm. No, um, no, I think I think they're saying the the gaming company, the game developer is in the Oh, same the Avalanche town. is in Stockholm, okay. But uh Yeah, Avalanche is is in Stockholm, the same city as Stalinhug. Yeah, but they're they're setting it uh you know, it's kind of similar time period, similar, you know, feel of, you know. And they're saying it's coincidence. They're saying, you know, look, we're in Sweden, mm-hmm. so you know, it's going to look Swedish. It's going to um you know, we were all raised in the eighties. So it's going to, you know, that's a cop out. So that's a cop out. If I've ever heard one, <laughs> I think so too. I agree. Um, I'm not buying it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know, you know, monsters and robots and, you know, things are kind of, um, standard for role-playing games. So, you know, they're that those are their excuses. Um, right. I, I don't know. It seems pretty flimsy to me. But uh, uh, I don't know. You know. On the other hand, a video game version of Tales from the Loop would be fun. Would be great. But do it. Do it. Correctly. Right. Exactly. You know, it yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this was a tweet from from Simon here. Uh, it says mm. every time Avalanche releases a Generation Zero trailer, I have to answer questions about it. Uh, about if I was involved or if they even talked to me about it. It's getting tedious. Why doesn't Avalanche answer this time? Mm, yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting. Just because I think Avalanche is being somewhat hush-hush about this whole thing. Uh, well, they're, yeah. They're, they're being vague is they're, more or less what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're just kind of going along as if you know there isn't a problem here. And Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I'm sure as these... Um, these different trailers and everything with, with more details about what it's about, mm-hmm. uh, as they surface, they might be getting a cease and desist. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's possible. And you know, it's interesting. I, I think it's, uh, kind of cool that the role-playing game is, uh, kind of getting the upper hand here. Um, you know, I, I, I like that, that feel that, you know, RPGs have gotten strong enough that they can stand up to video games in this kind of way and, and get some support 
Right, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I'll be following this as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, with it being a, you know, a Swedish based thing. Right. You know, so it's not going to be over here as much as, as over there. True. But, um, I haven't, I haven't watched the trailer. Have you? I haven't either. I didn't no. get a chance to, but I'll definitely, Yeah. I will, I will. And then I'll, uh, I'll probably have a, a an off air confirmation for, uh, <laughs> for what's going on here. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it's real, it's real interesting. Um, because Tales from the Loop is really hot right now, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, with with the whole release of of you know, first off, the game itself, and then mm-hmm. um, then this whole Amazon movie thing, mini, oh, mini yeah. series thing. Good point. Um, it's, it's kind of putting it on the radar, um, a little bit more, I would say. I would agree with that. But um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and and. Take the reins here on this uh, this next topic here, Mark. Well, uh, something that popped up on uh, Reddit, uh, which you know generates some of the great greatest RPG discussion out there, I think. Um, and the, somebody just posted the simple question: Can a player playing against the party ever work? Um, you know, such as a spy or possessed character. Um, does that way lead to madness? But, um, yeah. And you know, that is something that I think we've, we've, you often hear that, uh, um, pointed out as a taboo kind of approach. Um, right, right. And, uh, I thought, uh, yeah, let's, let's dive into that question and look at it a little closer. What do you think? I think it's a very interesting prompt. <laughs> Definitely. It's a, it's a, it's a, a great thing to, uh, to talk about because it's not, it's not often talked about. True. Uh, at least for long. Yeah. Most of the time the answer is uh, no, like leave, leave the table, you know, <laughs> leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not welcome back here. No, but, um, but it's interesting because they kind of go about it with the example as kind of like a, a spy or rogue character character. Um, yeah. Which is opposite of what most people would think about, which would be kind of like an evil character against the party just to be against them. Hmm. True. Um, this gives a lot of background exposition. This gives a lot of, you know, that, that hidden intent kind of thing. Um, and it's not to be purposefully, um, words are escaping me, but, uh, Mm -hmm. to, to be against them for the wrong reasons. It's not, it's not that. No, no, I think, uh, um, yeah, I think you're right. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's not it's not having players play the antagonist. It's it's right. having a, and it's, a a party where one or more of the players is working against the party, kind of. Right, um, right. And it's it's not a meta gaming sort of against the party. It's more mm, of Yeah. Uh you know, it's not somebody sitting down and going, I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't care if it's against the party or not. Yes. And yeah, I think, uh, I think the way it's worded is that the player is working against the other players. And I think, I think we can all agree that that's definitely a no, no, but a character working against the other characters is, is an important distinction here. Um, right, right. And it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of any examples I've had. Have we had any examples on, of course we have. That's that's one of the things that, that that's one of the things that drew me to this. Um, I think you know one of the things, and you know, looking at the responses, just about all of them kind of point out that you need the right players, which I agree with completely. Absolutely, you um, need people open to that. You 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 know you need people right um, that are very very well receptive to that. Yeah, and I think the the other thing that's important is. Um, yeah, I, and it's a general rule. I agree with this, but I, I say never say never. 
Um, I think the important thing is that uh, if you are one of, one of the things that distinguishes RPGs from any other type of games is that there are no winners and losers. Exactly. If somebody is is playing against the other players with the attitude of I'm going to beat them or I'm going to win against them, then you have a problem. But mm-hmm. if everybody no, 100%. But if everybody is doing it in order to achieve a narrative, then it can work really well. Um I'm thinking specifically about the uh, episode between uh Ryan and Mateo where they uh where they, ended up fighting in the trees. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, that was you know, I pitted, I specifically pitted the two of you against each other, <laughs> but it was, but in the end it was for a overall narrative that no, came together. Are, so and, are you saying that was planned, Mark? <laughs> Is that what you're telling the audience right now? Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I, I told you to capture, uh. Mateo, that's 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 kind of it. (laughs) But, uh, but you know, another, another example is, uh, paranoia. The whole point of that game is to pit players against each other. So that's something I didn't even think about. Yeah. Um, Which by the way, that needs to be on the docket very, very soon. True. True. I'm, I'm itching for some paranoia. Uh, so yeah, that's, you know, I, I think it can be done. I think the important thing is that if, if they're working against each other, that it's a subplot and that there's still an overall arc where everybody is working together. Right, right, definitely. It's, it's more of going to be character-specific uh, motives and goals that, that that specific person would have. Um, yes. Which you know, I think... I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, kind of as a, a side quest kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not really like still having them be with the party when it comes to main motive or, or end goal or, you know, final boss kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily, you know, this, you know, the reason that they're more or less betraying the party or working against the party uh, would be for a, a secondary reason, not right. necessarily for for their main purpose. Sure, uh, which is what's important. Yeah, you know, it, it it keeps them, it gives them those moments of being with the party at times, just because they're working towards the same end goal, but not necessarily maybe having the same motives on how to get there or what happens in between. Absolutely, and that and that can only kind of enhance and and add to the flavor of the overall narrative. Mm-hmm, um, absolutely. That's why you have games like Seven C or Paranoia, where you have mm-hmm. the secret societies, so that each player is coming at a problem from slightly different directions, mm-hmm. um, and that and that just flushes out the the party's dynamic even more. Well, that that comes naturally with character creation and with with hmm. party party creation, more or less. <laughs> um, just to, because, yeah, to some degree, each, but but you know, if you can push that motive motivation even more, right, right, yeah, take it to the next level, elevate it just a little bit, and right. uh, and see where that takes you, mm-hmm. you know, because it it gives a more individual dynamic to the characters, right, right, which is really nice. So yeah. it's like maybe this this person, um, you know, they want to do this, but they want to achieve something else that the party doesn't. Yeah. Um, not in a malicious way, Very true. but in, in a, uh, you know, in a story driven way. Definitely. Yes. Um, I can wish, I wish I could find it. I was kind of skirt searching the, the discussion thread here and somebody had, had made some great comment about, uh, no players should work together. Only the game master should make each, make the players cry. Something like mm, <laughs> which I, yeah, <laughs> which Fun quote, but uh, Fun quote, I, I kind of disagree. Not one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yeah, you know, players can make each other cry a little bit too. Go for absolutely, it. absolutely. I, because you know, if you take a game like Seventh Sea, I mean, not biased at all, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, with the whole diplomatic side of things, and you know, the current state that this world is in uh, currently. Um, it's, it can definitely, it it definitely benefits from those interpersonal relations kind of, kind of things. Sure. Um, 
Well, again, you again, using using uh, paranoia as an example. That's so <laughs> it's so fun to to game master because basically you just light a match, toss it in the the gasoline, and sit back and watch it go. <laughs> watch it burn. You know? Oh, exactly. That's... No, definitely, it's it's um, it's an interesting concept to to play with. Definitely, it is. But I agree that it does have to be done carefully. Um, you do. You absolutely have to have the right uh, right people involved, and I think ultimately you do need to make sure that everybody's heading for towards a towards similar, a similar goal. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah or, or headed to the same place. Yes, maybe like if if you take, you know, a, a, a you know a seventh C style game, and you know, maybe the party is trying to convince the villain this, that, and the other. Well, maybe mm-hmm. one person like Inigo Montoya wants to straight up, just kill him. Sure. You know, that, that kind of thing, you know, they're, they're working against them in a specific way or, uh, yeah. you know, now I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but, uh, we, when I was in college, we had kind of an experimental, uh, game session. Uh, we were playing a superhero game. I want to say DC superheroes, but I'm not okay. positive which one. Um, but what we did was there were no game masters. We just divided the group. It was a fairly large group. We just divided the group into good guys and bad guys. And the bad guys were supposed to do something. The only rule was that they had to supply hints to the good guys, you know, like in, okay. like in comic books, you know, you release riddles or you release, you know, you do some small crimes right, right. That, that hint at the bigger crime. So they had to provide some sort of hints to, to allow the superheroes to, investigate and, and track them down. Um, but yeah, they just basically started doing stuff and the heroes had to, you know, were investigating and if they found them, they, you know, then you know, led to this final, final fight. Um, but right. each, each team was just basically doing their own thing. Um, you know, and working against each other in that way. And, uh, you know, That's it, was, interesting. it did come down to, you know, in that case, it, what it did come down to a who, who won, you know, <laughs> Um, right. So, uh, but that was a specific approach and, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if how, you know, so again, that's an example of never say never, never say it can't be done. Right. But, uh, I, I don't know that that would work on an ongoing basis or, you know, it, it was an interesting one shot, but I don't think, uh, you mm-hmm. can keep that up for long or right. do too much with it. And, and something that kind of comes to mind um you know with this question you know can can this happen you know i think that the the real answer is yeah it can happen Mm -hmm. but i don't think it's very well received by a majority of people well if you know we everybody here has been saying you got to have the right people and i think uh, exactly i think you're right i think you know you get a group of people who are out to you tell a fun story and then you get that one guy who's just there to see how much he can screw up everybody else's mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. Then you right. have a problem I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is a recommended tactic for a new group of people. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, you know. but, uh, but again, you know, you know, you need, first of all, it has to be a uh, character against character, not player against player. Right. Um, and second of all, everybody needs to be heading towards the same goal, which hopefully is narrative and telling a fun story. No, no, uh, absolutely. And you know, if you think about, well, if you think about something, you know, a a better way to explain this, uh, or, or, you know, a better way to give the visual, Mm. uh, would be something like cold shadows. Oh yeah. You know, having, having that, you know, it is, it is a spy game, you know, everybody's Mm -hmm. trying to work together, but there is, there's this one term in spy films that really (laughs) benefits and it's called double agent. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, so that's, you know, that's, that's a thing where, you know, they could be working towards the, the same end goal, but they have different ideas of what they want the end goal to turn out to be, you know, or, or, or how they want it solved well, well that's that you know that's something that they uh even in the question here you know they they say um can a player playing against the party work 
such as a spy or possessed character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are those are both great examples. Um, in the case of a double agent, or even just somebody who's who's been possessed and you know infiltrating, mm-hmm. um, satanic think, panic, satanic panic, yeah. Um, I think then it becomes a um, narrator tool. You know, the game master can use that. You know, get you know, kind of cooperate mm-hmm. with a player to have them, you know, temporarily working against a party. Um, Absolutely. And uh, you know, because in that case. You know, in the case of a double agent, they're going to be record, reporting to the bad guys, who mm-hmm. is going to be played by the, the game master. Um, right, right. And I think yeah, that's it's, a, it's interesting. You know, in that case, it's a great way to uh, avoid the uh, the meta meta game thinking of oh, he's a player character, so he can't be the bad guy. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. So that helps that situation a lot. Um. And can yeah, create a great, uh, great twist. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I could probably talk about this for days. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> sure. But yeah, it's it's interesting because when it comes to let's let's open this up a little bit broader here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when it when it comes to you know a regular campaign. You know, same group of people every mm-hmm. week for sure. for weeks for weeks for years. Having those specific things, you know, it can help it not not become stale. You know, it can help it not just be the typical hero thing that everybody's trying to you know defeat the bad guy and you know everything's happy at the end. You know, this this kind of throws a monkey wrench into that. You know, being you know having one of the one of the players having one of the characters. Shall I say? Well, I think um, there's, I, I think just from the standpoint of, of storytelling, having, having characters disagree, um, is normal. It's normal. And Absolutely. you can have some, you know, it, you look at, you know, any, you know, TV show or, or something mm-hmm. or, or movie, you know, having, having characters bicker a little bit while trying to decide on the best course of action. Um, you know, we've done it. <laughs> yeah, of course we have. That's, There's less people to do it, but we've done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that just shows that you know you have unique, distinct characters. So right, and it and it shows that regardless of the game, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of the setting, real life situations like you know, like these adventures we go on, uh-huh. are somewhat to a point diplomatic. Yeah. Yes. You know, regardless of the setting, you know, we are in a very diplomatic setting in seventh C of course, you know, because of hierarchy and, and all this stuff, but, but there could be though. I mean, there's a lot of diplomacy there you know, there's a lot of politics in that in seventh mm-hmm. C and there's a lot of diplomacy. Um, you know, you got all the different nations, you know, all of our characters are from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's very, very likely that we would have different, uh, agendas. Right. Uh, think think back to when we first started uh, for Glory and Fame, mm-hmm. way yes. back in the day, where yeah. whatever that was. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the whole the whole kind of beginning plot line to that was you're you all are part of two different countries, mm-hmm. and um, and and you're trying to work diplomatically together with this other country, trying to accomplish different things. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, just take that and kind of isolate it to a specific character, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can talk with this character, you know, out of game, you know, talk, talk to the player out of game and go, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, is this, would this be something your character would do? Because as the GM, you get to know these characters better than the rest of the party sometimes. Right. Um, you know, and you can, you can see naturally how this person, this character can progress to be, you know, slightly selfish or, mm-hmm. you know, get in with a, a, you know, a different crowd of people and, you know, their motives change just slightly or just like this. And, right. you know, and, and that can easily evolve into that, that kind of CD esque character, you know, that, that betrays the party in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Sure. Definitely. It's, it's, I, like I said, I could talk 
for days. <laughs> <laughs> Good topic. Uh, any any anything else about about this here? I think yeah, like you say, we could we could go on forever, but I think uh, yeah, I think we've summed it up pretty well. I think it's you know, never say never, but tread carefully. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I wouldn't do. You know, this is your second, third session with this group. I wouldn't suggest you know opening that can of worms quite yet. Yeah, I agree. Pandora's box can stay closed for just a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and and like with with uh, you know people you know well, like right. I wouldn't suggest doing this for this this brand new campaign I'm just starting. No, no. <laughs> Here's this game you know nothing about. Now get each other. Go. Exactly. And and I've yeah. said that with paranoia too. I, I wouldn't but, introduce yeah. that to a, a group that unless I've I've played with them and, and gotten used to them before. Mm-hmm. Right. No, because it, it does benefit f- f- with it does benefit that friendly mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you you have to know the other people because that makes it that much more enjoyable because it's like you know, you're ribbing your friends kind of thing. Well, that that helps establish the fact that uh, it's characters against characters, not players against players. If it's somebody right. that you've never met before and they're out there trying to screw you over, it's going to be hard to tell if, if, you know, if he's doing it to you or your character. Exactly, because they don't know you well enough, you don't know them well enough, and then, exactly. it, you know, it, it, it becomes that whole meta of, okay, is this person actually, does this person actually have something against me right. personally? You know, right. that kind of thing. Exactly right. Um, whereas you, me, and Steve, we mess around all the time, and we're just like, okay, this is all good fun and games. You exactly, know, kind of thing, yeah, kind very, of thing. very true. Definitely, you know, that, and the, and the same with, like, Brendan Carrion, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Me and him go back and forth and, you know, we, <laughs> we mess with each other, but it's because we know each other and we know we don't mean it maliciously. Right. Definitely. Right. But yeah. And, and, uh, you know, yeah. Paranoia is kind of the exception of this where, you know, that's the point of the game. <laughs> it really embraces it. True. <laughs> it, yeah. No, that's, it take, it took this, this prompt here and made it a game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but what you don't know is. Every player is that player against the party. <laughs> of course, yes. Oh man, but yeah, we need to play that soon. We definitely do. True, true. Um, but yeah. Um, something I wanted to add here at the end. I'll probably move it to the beginning. Oh, okay. Um, but we have had a little bit of action over on Patreon here. Ooh. Um. We have a new backer, a new a new patron, shall I say? <laughs> um, and, you know, if if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon, um, you know, gives people a chance to, you know, support content creators or, um, you know, just kind of generously take a couple bucks out of your pocket and and um, you know, as appreciation for for what we do here on the podcast, um. You know, just throw throw a, some pocket change our way, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, but yes, we have we have different tiers. Um, I believe we have a, a one, three, five, and oh, uh, the, the the numbers elude me. I'll I'll edit this and make it sound pretty, but <laughs> uh, but we have a backer at our um, or ten dollar level level here, and uh, and with that comes a comes a shout out. And uh, I would I would like to shout out Derek, and and we want to thank you very much for your contribution, and uh, and you know throwing a couple bucks our way here and there. <laughs> Yay, Derek! Yay, Derek! Steve Steve sends his regards. Steve sends his regards as well. Of course, of course. Uh, even though he's out saving the planet and uh, <laughs> and cleaning up what uh what happened to me a few <laughs> weeks ago, but yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, you can you can head over to patreon.com back uh not backslash backslash is not the right thing. patreon.com slash tabletop radio hour and uh and go check out our Patreon page there. Sounds good. I'll edit that out. I'll probably move it to the beginning. Okay. Maybe. Hmm. Um but Mark, I, I, I think that's that kind of wraps it up for this week. To be Sounds honest, good. we yeah. got there. We got there. Our topics here. We got a couple segments there in the beginning there. So, um, so I think we are swimming 
we are we are going swimming swimmingly. Words Nicely said. today. Easy Word. for you to say, yeah. Easy for me to say. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Not so easy for me to say because my, my mouth and words aren't working. Okay. But um but yes, Mark, thank you for joining me again. You're Next welcome. week hopefully we can get Steve back here for uh for a little more seventh C there. Mm-hmm. Get another episode out there. Yes. But um but yeah, I look forward to the next episode. Me too. And that's it for this episode of Tabletop Radio Hour. Like always, you can find this episode on soundcloud.com slash tabletop radio hour and on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at tabletopcast if you have any questions or comments. We also have an email address that is tabletopradiohour at yahoo.com. Our website, tabletopradiohour.wordpress.com. You can find information about our Patreon page on our website. I want to thank you all for listening, and keep rolling 20s.